0: welcome to the latest podcast from the Lancet Neurology. I'm Francesca Toey. In this podcast we're talking about a longitudinal prospective cohort study using the EURAP International Registry to compare the risks of major congenital malformations for eight major anti-epileptic drugs. Joining me today is one of the authors of the paper, Professor Torbjorn-Thompson. Please can you introduce yourself for our listeners?
1: My name is Tobion Thompson. I'm a, a senior professor at the Department of Clinical Neuroscience at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm and a senior consultant at the Department of Neurology at the Karolinska University Hospital. And I've been working with uh, this registry, Europe, for almost 19
0: years. Thank you for joining us today. Data from the Eurap International Registry, which collects data for the assessment of risks of antiepileptic drugs during pregnancy, was published in 2011 and showed that not only is the choice of the anti-epileptic drug important, but also the dose at conception for the risk of major congenital malformations. How does the current report take us forward?
1: Well, with uh, roughly twice as many pregnancies as in the previous report, uh, we're able to present uh, data and detailed analysis of not just four major anti-epileptic drugs, but of eight anti-epileptic drugs, including some of the more frequently used newer generation drugs. In addition, uh, what we present in the report is a direct comparison between uh, a large number of different treatment alternatives among the eight anti-epileptic drugs at different dose levels. So we present uh, more than 30 different direct comparisons in risks for major malformations.
0: Can you explain the clinical problems and the broad issues of the commonly used anti-epileptic drugs that are used during pregnancy?
1: We've known since uh, more than 50 years that uh, use of anti-epileptic drugs during pregnancy has been associated with increased risk of of malformations. I think that has been well known uh, among epileptologists and, and neurologists. What's been uh, less known and what has been coming out uh, uh, in more recent years is that there are differences between different antiepileptic drugs in this regard. However, as uh, antiepileptic drugs now are frequently used outside of uh, the indication epilepsy, used for uh, psychiatric conditions, for the prophylaxis of migraine and for the treatment of various pain disorders, the knowledge about the risk has to be spread to uh, not just epileptologists or neurologists, but uh, psychiatrists and general practitioners, so that they have this data in the discussion of the indications for treatment of, of their women that are of child potential. It's um, important when, whenever you prescribe uh, a treatment for a woman that is planning a pregnancy or is pregnant that you balance the risks that are uh, imposed by the treatment, that is, the teratogenic risks against the risks that are associated with untreated or poorly controlled uh, condition. And I think this assessment of the risks is different in different conditions. For instance, uh, when we discuss treatment of epilepsy, we need to be aware of that uh, uncontrolled seizures may be harmful, uh, not just to the woman, but also to the fetus. Whereas uh, the situation in this regard is different if you use anti-epileptic drugs to treat uh, migraine, for instance, and and for that matter, psychiatric conditions. So what we do in in the current report is to provide information uh, on one of the factors in this difficult equation, the risk for major malformations. And that needs to be used by the prescriber in finding the balance against the risks with disease to be treated. I think it's, it's clear that um, the way anti-epileptic drugs have been used and changes in the use of anti-epileptic drugs in recent years has been different if you compare indications. There are studies that clearly show uh, a steady decline in the use of Valprit, for instance, which is the drug associated with the, the highest risk for malformations, but only uh, when the indication for treatment is uh, epilepsy. And a similar decline has not been apparent when the indication for the treatment uh, has been psychiatric conditions, for instance. So for this reason, it's important that uh, data on risks, on teratonic risks, are communicated to the prescribers of all specialties.
0: So what do you think the impact will be of your findings for clinical practice and what options are available for pregnant women as well as those that are planning to get pregnant that might need to use these anti-epileptic drugs?
1: I think it's very important to make a distinction between women that are planning pregnancy or women that are of childbearing potential on the one hand and women that are already pregnant while uh, on treatment with the anti-epileptic drugs. In the latter case I think one needs to be very cautious in considering to make changes to withdraw treatment or change to another treatment during pregnancy because of the risks of, in the case of epilepsy, provoking seizures. The real opportunity is at the planning stage and in women that are of childbearing potential. And in that situation, I think our data give the prescriber um, a very useful tool in their discussions with the women. What they can do is to uh, look at the treatment that they are currently prescribing to the woman and what the risk is in terms of major malformations and compare this to the risk of what they consider to be reasonable treatment alternatives. And in that way, what you will have is an evidence-driven discussion which can form a basis for a shared decision between the physician and the woman.
0: So internationally, the availability and perhaps the monitoring opportunities are very different. Please, can you provide a brief international perspective on the use of these anti-epileptic drugs during pregnancies, or for women planning to get pregnant?
1: I think it's, um, it's clear that the uh, conditions vary internationally. If we talk about epilepsy, of course, it's a, it's a global disease. Availability, accessibility, and affordability of the different anti-epileptic drugs vary considerably. In some countries, you need to uh, use the older generation drugs. In others, uh, you have access to all the drugs. But it's, it's, it's not only that. Um, also, I think the infrastructure can be of importance. Uh, with some of the antiepileptic drugs, It might be easier to optimise treatment if you have, for instance, access to drug-level monitoring, which you don't in in many countries. And that could also affect what you would consider to be available treatment options.
0: Thank you, Professor Thompson, for speaking to The Lancet Neurology today on your paper on major congenital malformations for the eight major anti-epileptic drugs. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening.